2: Winning is an everyday mindset, and we're here to help. I'm Craig Robinson. Join me and Coach John Calipari for Ways to Win. How do you play? How do you work when you're not at your best? Coach Cal and I will share some wisdom from our time coaching, and we'll apply that wisdom to your off-court challenges. you got to win every day. Find the Ways to Win podcast anywhere you listen.
3: The Clippers are still searching for their first win with James Harden while Philadelphia Post the Beard is absolutely thriving especially Tyrese Maxey. The Bucks and the Pelicans both mired in their own struggles and then we got surprises galore at the top of the Western Conference. Minnesota, Dallas, Houston, all rolling at this early juncture of the season. We get into all of that now here on This League Uncut.
4: Welcome to This League Uncut.
0: In the world of 24-hour NBA news, this news, you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time. Mark Stein, it's show time. Boom, This League Uncut is underway and on fire. This should be a good one.
3: Welcome in, everyone, to the latest edition of This League Uncut. Mark Stein here with Chris Haynes. We are taping on a Sunday night, so it's Monday morning that this is actually, this podcast has made its way to your phone. Crazy Sunday night. Crazy good Sunday night in the NBA. I know Sundays are supposed to belong exclusively To the NFL, but I think hoop junkies like us and everybody listening, it was hard to know where to look on this Sunday night. There were so many games and so many interesting outcomes. The Warriors are losing at home to Minnesota as we speak. That's late in the fourth quarter. Is that going to be another huge win for the Timberwolves? The Mavs went to New Orleans and rung up 136 points after scoring 144 against the Clippers. The high-octane Pacers, and I don't know how many times we've said that over the years, they go to Philly and lose Tyrese Maxey 50 points on the same, just just mere hours after the Clippers in James Harden's home debut. The Clippers lose at home to the 1-8 Memphis Grizzlies. The Houston Rockets people beat the Denver Nuggets, dealing the defending champions. Just their second loss this season. Miami comes back from a zillion points down to beat Victor Wembanyama and co. in San Antonio. The Thunder go to Phoenix and get a win. The Suns still can't get all their guys on the floor. Injury issues there. Devin Booker didn't play tonight and Bradley Beal appeared to be ailing as well. So, I mean, there are a zillion different places that we can dig in here again. I mean, this is a robust Sunday night schedule. Chris Haynes, I suspect, knows where I want to begin. It's where we have began multiple recent episodes. The Clippers. Okay. They lost their first three games with Harden. Those were all on the road. They went to Madison Square Garden, lost to the Knicks. They went to Brooklyn for a Harden reunion game against the Nets, lost that, came to Dallas, and the Mavericks hit them with an absolute offensive haymaker. Okay, fine, those are all on the road. This was, again, James Harden's home debut, and they lose to Memphis. 1-8 Memphis goes in there and gets a 105-101 win. Is it fair, Chris Haynes, to... Is it already a crisis in Clipperland? An zero four start to the James Harden era, and he he you know he doesn't look like he is in peak shape. I think it's fair to say. I mean, that, Ty Lue. I mean, what, what would you say to Ty Lu if he if he asked your advice right now?
4: All right. So the first question I'll answer is: This a crisis? it's, it's hard for me to label anything a crisis this early in the season. But it is alarming. And what would I say to Ty Lu? There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, particularly when you're talking about that starting lineup. And I think it's fair. It's got
3: to change, right? It, they can't keep doing this.
4: I, I don't think you can. I, I do not think you can. And, yes, you know, I, I say that, and I say it still early. You know, sometimes you want to give teams time to jail and – Give rotations and mixtures time to gel, but you know, look what Darvin Ham did early. And he did this. Darvin Ham, remember, he sat rest um, towards the early part of the season last season with uh, wrestled with the Lakers, put him on the bench, didn't call it a demotion, called it a realignment, and now he he did it again, the same time, same time a year later, did it with Austin Reeves last game, and Austin came out and played. Phenomenally, probably his is best basketball all season off the bench. So, there, you know, it depends on the type of team you have. Um, if, there, if there's championship ex, uh, expectations, then the urges, there's more urgency there. And as it pertains to the Clippers, you know, they have championship aspirations. And so I, I think Ty Lue will probably have to make a realignment somewhere. I just don't see them gelling. And then when it comes to James Harden, yes, he's not in peak shape. He's he's in really good shape. But there's one thing, it's one thing to be in really good shape and then to be in NBA game shape, mid season form. He's not there. He's working his way in. I, I can pretty much guess that if there's going to be a shakeup in that start lineup, it won't be with Harden. I could pretty I could pretty certainly uh guess that. Um, so I just don't know the time frame that Tyloo has, but I'll be able to ask him that question pretty soon. I'm traveling tomorrow to Denver. Uh, I have the Nuggets Clippers game Tuesday night. So uh, I can't to- wait
3: for the next one. Yeah. Today was going to be good, but I really can't wait for the next one. Cause I love when you get to go on the road, you get to see the Clippers, you get to see the Nuggets and you get to come back here and tell us everything you heard. I mean, but look, I'll be honest with you. I was alarmed for the Clippers after Friday night's game in Dallas. And as I mentioned, the last time we got together, I was so, I mean, I really needed two of me on Friday night because I had TV duties on the Pelicans rockets broadcast. And that meant that I couldn't go see the Clippers when they were in my city. And I really wanted to go see them, not expecting a game like that. And the Mavs hit them with a 35 to four knockout punch in the first half and rang up 144 points. And after the game, Ty Lu said, quote, we're just not big enough. And that quote just jumped off the page to me because the Mavericks are high octane. And when Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving are clicking like they have, especially these last two games, the Mavs can put up a lot of points and that th- this, This is exactly the blueprint. This is the way for the Mavericks to succeed is to just be a crazy scoring team. But the Mavs are super small. The Mavs on Wednesday night without Derek Lively got pounded for 72 points in the paint. And the Mavs have had trouble points in the paint all season. They've been at the bottom of the league. And so for the Clippers to come away from that, for Ty Lue to come away from that game, lamenting how small his team is, and obviously they've lost... Mason Plumley indefinitely. They really only have Zubach now as a, you know, certifiable center. They're going to have to go out and, and get somebody else. And they just, man, they don't have a ton of assets to go do that. So, I mean, I I don't think it's too soon for crisis talking. like I said, I you'll have a much better handle after you see these guys in person. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what you see and what you hear because, um, I mean, just... I knew it was going to take a minute, but I, I mean, I just, I never thought they were going to struggle like this. I mean, this Memphis, Memphis has been an absolute mess with no John Morant and no Brandon Clark and no Steven Adams and, you know, one and eight start. And Taylor Jenkins went off on the refs the other night, just got fine. I mean, I like you would have thought Memphis at home is the perfect way for the Clippers to start building something here. And, and now they got Denver.
4: And I, th- so, and I think their big their big issue is definitely their bigs, but I think it extends beyond just a center. You know, they're, they're small all across the board. You know, even with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, you're asking one of those two to play the power forward position. And, you know, just face it, these are all perimeter players, all of them. And I know the NBA, the the way the NBA is going right now, positionless basketball, you you could just put five guys out there on the court, but you're still at a disadvantage, even if you have one big in there. Um, You're you're asking people to do things that they're not accustomed to doing on a routine basis. And so, you know, they have problems in that regard, but, you know, really right now is just a cohesion situation, uh, you, you don't, you know, is there too much of a redundancy in talent? Um, you know, these are all things that we're going to, I guess, find. I mean, I, there's probably enough to <laughs> see that we found out that there's too much of redundancy. So I think there definitely has to be a change. Now, what that change is, I'm not sure, but I, I just don't know if they can get by with that starting five.
3: And what makes it tough is they started the season well. I mean, it looked like things were clicking. And man, they have just taken a massive step back. And again, just, you know, to rub salt in the wound. I mean, tonight, I mean, Tyrese Maxey didn't just score 50 points for Philly in this track meet win over Indiana. After the game, Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP of the National Basketball Association, tweets the franchise referring to Tyrese Maxey. Amazing that, uh, you know, Maxey is rolling to this degree and, you know, the Sixers, you know, know, throw me on the list too. I'm one of those know-it-alls who said, we're not going to be able to judge this trade until we see what Philly does with the trade assets they got from the Clippers. But in the space of a week, the Sixers are already forcing us to revise that position because on an addition by subtraction basis this team looks like a cloud has been lifted with the uncertainty of Harden's future now gone and Tyrese Maxey was already playing great but um man he just he just he looks better every game. I mean he is really making I mean, the guy's going to be an all-star. And so um, Joel Embiid looks very, very happy. I think that's safe to say.
4: Embiid told me multiple times right before they traded James Harden that they're a better team with him than without him. Um, The way they're rolling, I I, I don't know if that is uh, accurate to say. Oh, and that was what eyes. he
3: was supposed to say when Harden is still on the roster.
4: I, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, Stein he could have said, you know, listen, you know, I, I'm, I'm just going to play the game and whatever happens happens, and I have to, you know, I have to live with the results. He could have said something like that, but um, but yeah, definitely, you know, he he played the PC role, but the way that I I didn't think I didn't think they would be this good off the bat right now. I, I definitely did think that Tyrese had another level that he can take it and he's definitely doing that. Um, but I, I still didn't. You know, again, we were talking about Boston and Milwaukee. And we felt like uh Philadelphia, you know, fell down a peg because there was no movement. There was there was some inactivity. And look at look at what's going on right now. Um, so, you know, you have to give props and credit to the Sixers players for for standing in the fight and just continuing to believe and work. Cause right now they're, they're looking like a real presence in the Eastern conference.
3: And look, we should interject here just an incredibly sad story over the weekend that Philly is confronted with now. Sad, scary, and just awful that uh, Kelly Oubre playing so well for the Sixers. Really well. In the words officially from The Philadelphia Police Department, Oubre, was struck in the upper chest area by a vehicle on Saturday night traveling at a high rate of speed. According to the Philadelphia Police Department, that car fled the scene. Oubre has sustained broken ribs, injuries as well to his hip and his leg, and obviously he's going to be out indefinitely. And, I mean, that is just a terrible situation situation any way you look at it but Ubre, you can make the case that he has been the most productive out of that whole group and again you know all those guys have had had their moments here in the early season so we'll have to see how Philly copes with that terrible situation and um, our best wishes and hopes that Kelly Oubre can re- recover from that awful situation as quickly as possible because that was uh That was very sad news on Saturday night.
2: Winning is an everyday mindset, and we're here to help. I'm Craig Robinson. Join me and Coach John Calipari for ways to win. How do you play? How do you work when you're not at your best? Coach Cal and I'll share some wisdom from our time coaching, and we'll apply that wisdom to your off-court challenges. You gotta win every day. Find the Ways to Win podcast anywhere you listen.
3: And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
0: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
3: I want to try to shift now. Let's look at another team that you know very well, Milwaukee. Still very up and down. The Bucks got hammered. By Orlando on Saturday night, give me your latest read on what we're hearing and seeing out of Milwaukee
4: I told you they've been they've been struggling all year the wins that they've they've gotten haven't been well played wins they got it done at the end um three of their five wins have been Dame time games where he has come through in the fourth and Blitz the defense and will the team to victory. Um, but you know they lost the last two with Dame out with a calf injury. He will spoke to him um, this morning. He will be playing. He will return Monday. So it's a tough situation. I mean, I think it's, there's problems on both ends of the ball. Offensively, you know they're. It's taken some time, but we knew that was going to happen. Uh, I did in the last game that Dame and Giannis played together. It was the game I believe Giannis got he got kicked out, he got ejected. I want to say that was against Detroit. That he got ejected after receiving two technicals. Uh I, I saw some good chemistry between Dame and Giannis. Like I, I saw them like really looking for each other, doing the extra passes. Um, so I, you know, there there is there is reason to be um excited about that duo and them figuring it out. Offensively, as a whole, they still needs a still need a lot of work, but defensively is is really been the issue. They have yet to, I would say, find. I don't want to put it on one player because it should be a, a team effort. But um, you know, they. They did. Coach Adrian Griffin did kind of go back to Brook Lopez being in the drop coverage where he's uh, more comfortable at, but perimeter guys are having like <laughs> close to career nights playing against the Bucks, and uh, I, 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 let me say this, time <laughs> Bucks fans. I I, I can say I, I ain't gonna say Bucks fans. Alex Caruso over there in Chicago will be a will be a great addition to the Bucs. Will be a great addition. And I know I know a lot of people feel that way. I Can they get Alex Caruso? You know, listen, I I I have to look more into that. I haven't spoken to anybody with the Bucs, so I don't want to say I'm I'm just throwing that out there because I've seen a lot of Bucs fans mentioning his name. If, you know, depending you know, the Bulls we got to see what they're going to do because I think they're going to ultimately have to make a decision of what they're going to do with Levine, DeMar DeRozan. Are they going to keep this thing intact or are they going to blow it up? And then if they do choose to blow it up, is, will Chicago trade a, a good talent in Caruso to a division rival? Um, you know, maybe it doesn't really matter. Because they they're not in the thick of uh, of anything in the standings, so maybe they do. Maybe I don't know, but you know that's something to keep an eye on down the road. But uh, uh, Milwaukee definitely lacks top tier perimeter defenders right now, and that, that that's really hurting them bad. But you know, like when you talk about Giannis and Dame Stein, like they they still need time. They still need time. But I think Dame has shown already in three of those five wins, you know he. He was the signature Dame time had the signature Dame time moments in those in those 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 periods. But you know he he has yet to find his his outside shot on a consistent basis, which I think he'll get there. He didn't really have an, an offseason. Yeah, look, I'm not like worried about before. them
3: offensively. They're gonna they're gonna figure yeah, out the offense. They're too. Yeah. They're, I mean, the, these guys are too good not to. But the defense. I mean, look if. You know, Alex Caruso, the line will be long if the Bulls ever decide to trade him because, I mean, we're talking about one of the best on ball defenders in the league on a very reasonable contract. And so, yes, I'm sure if Chicago got to that point, they would want to trade him anywhere but Milwaukee or somewhere in the division. But, I mean, look, Giannis said it Saturday night, lost to Orlando, quote, we have to take it up a notch. This is not who we are. This is not the Milwaukee Bucks. We got to guard people. And, I mean, I I didn't think they would slip defensively this much. I mean, obviously, Drew Holiday is a fantastic, another one of the league's best on-ball defenders. But with all the other defenders, they have so many defensive-minded players there. I didn't think the Bucks would suffer this much post-Drew. But, I mean... When Giannis says it like that, I mean you can't say it much louder. I mean they 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 gotta figure out the defense to get it to the point of being decent.
4: And yeah, that's all to getting decent. That's all. Um again, this is a team that was tops in defensivest fishing over the last few years, and so it's there. Is it the schemes? You know, there there are a few new players, but you know, like this is it shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't be like this. So they they have to figure it out. They got to figure it out.
3: One more team. I think we should mention when we're talking about alarm bells ringing, and then we got to start talking about some, some of the good stuff. Cause they're like, as we're doing this pod, Minnesota just won at golden state. I mean, so the wolves have been just a tremendous story in this first 10 game slice of the season. But uh, you know, again, Attention grabbing quotes. Uh, Giannis (laughs) does not have the quote of the weekend. Not anymore. Not after tonight. Mm -hmm. New Orleans, after a four and one start, is now four and six. The Pels have a zillion injury concerns, as we seem to say every season. I mean, I did their, you know, I was on studio duty for their game against Houston. I mean, no CJ McCollum, no Herb Jones, no Trey Murphy, no Jose Alvarado. I know I'm leaving somebody out. I don't have my full list in front of me, but there was f- there were five major <laughs> injuries for that game, even though they had Zion and Brandon Ingram back. But tonight at home, New Orleans loses 136-124 to Dallas. And Zion Williamson made a statement that I promise you will be all over the place today, Monday, after this pod drops. Quote, last year, We had a team meeting and we brought up some things I can do better, especially with buying into the program right now. It's tough. I'm taking a little bit of a back seat right now. I'm trusting the process. I'm trying my best to buy in right now. So when one of your star players says something like that, again, that is going to be a topic that I suspect will be all over the place as this new NBA week begins uh, because, yeah, New Orleans is, uh, to put it mildly, going through it. But again, I don't want to just laser in on teams that are struggling because there are some, I mean, there are some really interesting, I don't know if we can use the term success stories because, again, we're basically 10 games into the season. But, I mean, the Houston Rockets... The Houston Rockets have won six games in a row after an 0-3 start. I watched it close with my own eyes Friday night as they came back on New Orleans for a rally and a good home win over the Pels. Uh, I mean, Dylan Brooks was in foul trouble that whole game, and and then in the fourth quarter, he gave both Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson fits in that fourth quarter. I mean, Dylan Brooks... Fred Van Vliet with two just dagger threes late in that one. And Ime Udoka, the impact that all of the, the newcomers, the new voices, the coach and the two vets are making, it clearly seems to be having a great effect. And then Alperin Shangoon has been a revelation offensively. You know, he always, last year it was, you know, he's Jokic light. I mean he in his own right the guy has just become must see offensively and you know the rockets have been really really feisty and you know six in a row man is that tied with Minnesota for the longest active win streak in the western conference at six wins in a row philly I mean philly could be 9 and 0 oh, they almost won mm-hmm. opening night the game in Milwaukee that you were at but eight in a row philly has the longest winning streak in the league, period. And then Dallas, you know, the Mavericks have not played the toughest schedule on earth. But again, these last two games, especially, ringing up 280 points, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, they are clicking. They are hushing the naysayers as a duo with the way they're playing off each other for all the skepticism. After the way this season started with the long trip abroad and coming back with both Luca and Kyrie carrying injuries, I didn't expect an eight and two start no matter who they were playing. And it's the second best start now in franchise history. And they're cautiously optimistic that they're on to something.
2: Winning is an everyday mindset, and we're here to help. I'm Craig Robinson. Join me and Coach John Califari for Ways to Win. How do you play? How do you work when you're not at your best? Coach Cal and I'll share some wisdom from our time coaching, and we'll apply that wisdom to your off court challenges. You got to win every day. Find the Ways to Win podcast anywhere you listen.
3: And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an
0: Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
3: I know, uh, I don't know, we got to get some Texas games on your schedule, Mr. Haynes. See, I mean, you're going to have to come to... I'm there next month. The Spurs are only three and seven, but they got Victor Wembanyama, so the Spurs are must see win or lose. And then you got Dallas and Houston doing some some newsy stuff. We need to get you here. I'm
4: in Dallas exactly a month from exactly a month from today. Um, they're December twelfth. It would be that will be the Lakers at the Mavericks. I'm
3: putting it in my calendar,
4: and ha- as luck would have it, you you probably be on the road somewhere. I know how you roll, no, style. no, no. no, no 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 no. lakers mavericks uh
3: no i'm not missing that especially if you're coming here the lake show in town no chance i miss <laughs> tuesday night get to watch you walk around in one of your fancy i'm sure you'll have a new suit for that one
4: i will i will you're you're, you're accurate i will i love dallas <laughs> i love dallas I don't get there too often, do so you really? yeah, I, I love Dallas. Yeah, what
3: do you love about what do you love about the Dallas? prices?
4: That's what I love. The, price. the Prices, the prices. <laughs> yes, I've tried to get my wife to move to, <laughs> move to Texas for the longest, man. Yes, is
3: one city big? Is one city big enough for the both uh, of us?
4: We we can have this time. We'll make do. We'll make do, man. I know my. What role. would we do if we were if we were in the same
3: city? Would we like Would we meet in the same? Would we? Do, we'd have to do pods like face to face. Yeah, at least. It would make it easier. Oh, for
4: sure. For sure. Stein would be, I mean, your wife.
3: I know you just. I know is what? I know you, I know, I know you. I mean, I know you guys are, you know, you're in the Sacramento mansion. You haven't been there that long, but maybe you should put that up for sale. We won't tell anybody about the fire alarm and move here. Yeah,
4: you're, you're talking to the wrong person. I tried to, when we were looking for a house, I tried to tell them, listen, baby, our dollar will go a long, long way in Texas. She did not care. She wanted to stay in California. And so we had to settle for a shack here in the Sacramento area when I was t- a, a shack. shack. We, we on, had to settle man. for it. So, there's you know.
3: nothing, nothing, it's nothing but gorgeous. Everything is fantastic over there except the fire
4: alarm. Right, well, there, there's a reason why you left California to be over there, and you, and you stayed there.
3: Well, hey. It's the same reason, <laughs> Mrs. I moved here, got married, and Mrs. Stein says we live yeah, here. There
4: you go. And that, that was the end <laughs> of that discussion,
3: and that was the end of I, that discussion. Like
4: I told, ta- hey, some some people at my gym brought brought up my saying last episode. I told you, there you go, Stein. You're 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 proving my point. Marriage is like soccer or football, if you want to call it that. You're, you're mostly taking ales and ties. That's what you you're mostly taking l's and ties, man. Like if you get a win, cherish that win, but it's it's pretty much l's and ties.
3: So at the gym, you heard about that. People, actually yeah, they brought that up. Made, yeah, they, yeah, they They do they, that.
4: You know, I throw a little.
3: You, little did they, little did they know that on this show, besides NBA breakdowns, they were gonna get marriage counseling.
4: <laughs> we do a little bit of it all. You know, what? Stein <laughs> Stephen A. I don't know if you've been watching Stephen A.'s content over on his podcast stein i don't know if you but you know he ventures out every now and then i've heard <laughs> i've heard <laughs> i've heard Stop. he's got can we get Stop. will he
3: come on our podcast why can't he come on our podcast i don't see why he could why we should i mean we'll offer. i mean maybe he we will offer him the same trade we offered draymond green and that was the other thing, Friday, because I couldn't go to the Clipper game. I was gonna, I was gonna face to face offer Paul George the same trade that we offered Draymond Green. Mm. Mm. Come on our podcast, and then we'll come on your podcast.
4: Yeah, but I don't know.
3: Maybe that trade, yeah. maybe that trade offer is not as appealing uh, yeah, I, I, I as think I think. That's it a is.
4: lopsided trade, stuff. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's appealing. I think, I think he he'll, he'll be more in line with giving, doing us a favor. I don't know if we could do him a favor at this point, but Stein. But say, say he, say he, because you know Stein again. He's he's touching on he touches he touches on a lot on his podcast. What if he says Stein he will come on our podcast, but we can't talk sports. We gotta talk current matters of I, the world. Are you willing I, to go down that road, Stein? Yeah. All right, Stein. Uh, Stephen A. He was asked a question. I believe it was his last episode. His question, <laughs> the question Yeah I I, <laughs> I, I I I heard what it was.
3: You wanna go down that road?
4: <laughs> I'm saying stop. What I'm saying is if we bring my brother Stephen A. Smith oh, what I'm saying is we gotta be prepared to go down that road. So it's not a matter if I'm prepared. Are you prepared, sty.
3: I've done an I've done enough. <laughs> tv with him to know that i'll i gotta be ready but that's fine we got to reach out we got to reach out to him again and see if we can get him to to make a visit to this humble little pod should we should we end i do have some breaking news Mm, okay i have answers to questions and it's funny i think producer ryan just i think he wants to change the name of this pod to only ties and losses (laughs) he loves
4: that (laughs) he loves that
3: every time you bring this up but 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 this is this is not. It's not breaking news in the strictest sense. It's it's not the kind of breaking news that's going to get NBA Twitter excited. But it is it is legit. It is going to be a legit disclosure that I'm excited to share with you. Uh, important. Sorry. Sorry. Let me uh, let me let me get it here. It's important information. I finally and I want to profusely thank our friend cletus lewis from the detroit pistons who who did the legwork here because if you remember asar thompson and the detroit pistons <laughs> came to dallas in the exhibition season uh-huh. and i promised you and ryan that i was going to track him down and ask him directly mr tom young mr thompson do uh-huh. you and your brother Amon thompson do you guys are you guys aware of the 1980s Brit pop band, the Thompson Twins. Are you familiar with their work? Do you know anything about them? Have you at least heard of them? Because an old man like me, who was a child of the 80s, if I hear Thompson Twins, I mean, you think of that group. Maybe you don't, because you know, you're, I don't know what, 10, 15 years younger than me. I can't remember, somewhere between 10 and 15 years younger. But if you were, if you were in your 50s and you heard Thompson Twins, I promise you, that you would you would say, yeah, you know, I remember the, I remember that group, and both you and Ryan doubted that young Asar Thompson and his brother were aware of the Thompson twins from the eighties. Mm-hmm. And I have since now confirmed with Mister Lewis from the Pistons. Yes, the Thompson twins are aware of the Thompson twins, and Asar told Cletus, yes. At one point in the not too distant past, he was doing some googling on his brother and himself, and then he found and out that learned God all it. learned all about God learned all about the nineteen the nineteen eighties Thompson twins. So we can put that mystery aside, and yeah, we now uh, we now have the answer that you and Ryan were so desperate for just a few weeks
4: Producer ago. Producer Ryan just said that it is indeed a shocking upset. It is. But producer Ryan, we should have known. We're in the internet days. We we should have known. I I would have thought that maybe his parents knew about it. And they they as their sons were climbing up the basketball rankings as prep stars, that you know, they would think about, oh, Thompson twins, Thompson twins. Oh, remember I thought the parents might have put him up on game. But of course the internet did it. The internet gave it away. So I should have thought. You know, maybe, maybe that's my bad. No, because
3: it's just like I, it's just like I said. If there was a world famous Chris Haynes from before you were born, you would probably have come across it somehow, some way. If there was a world famous Ryan Music before producer Ryan was born, he would have known, he would have known about that story. And so I'm, I, that's why I was sure I was certain that this was going to be the response. And frankly, I wanted to shout out Asar Thompson anyway, because he's really been playing well here in his rookie season in Detroit. The Pistons struggling, but 16 more rebounds for Thompson tonight in a loss to Chicago, blocking two shots a game, double digit rebounder playing nearly 32 minutes a game as a rookie, really off to a promising start with the Pistons.
4: Let, well, let me tell you this guy I think I've talked about it before, but I still get hate tweets and hate DMs from people thinking I'm Chris Hayes, Chris Hayes, the, the political, political, the political yes, commentary, even though our tone and our skin is totally different, totally different. You know, Hayes, you know, his his last name is Hayes. No N. I'm Hayes. But they still come at me. I'm like, hold on. I would understand if my Twitter picture didn't actually have a photo. There's my big black face in that photo right there. You clear as day. And if that didn't give it away, if my face and complexion didn't give it away, there's a bio right there that says NBA Insider, TNT Sideline Reporter. So I don't know. People, you know, people want to do the bare minimum, they look for whoever name looks similar to the person that they hate at that time and they'll send you like I get Stein I'm telling you man I get some of the most hateful like I'm, I'm like I almost feel bad for Chris Hayes because I'm catching the strays that <laughs> that he would ordinarily get now you have to wonder like God man like what is he really getting in his DMs in, in his mentions so Chris Hayes you're I, hey brother you know I, I feel for you Cause uh I see what you're getting on, on a limited basis.
3: But remember last year didn't he tweet some NBA stuff at you and you guys were you guys said like somehow you had to do you guys were gonna do a pod together so it could be yeah he Chris Haynes he and said,
4: Chris Hayes no, he said that uh whenever he watches a game that I'm reporting on they'll say okay now we're going to Chris Haynes on the court and he said he gets like an anxiety attack because he, <laughs> he's like hold on they're going to me I'm I'm at home like what. <laughs> so so i i get i definitely get that uh i've heard that a few times but uh yeah so i've never i never met him seems to be a cool guy you know politics is is, that's a different beast over there different beast
3: so tuesday night who you work with who will be who will be throwing it to chris haynes on tuesday night
4: tuesday night it will be let me see that is clippers denver it will be oh kevin Harlan, reggie miller and myself
3: nice All right, man. Clippers-Denver. The Denver Nuggets. Defending champion Denver Nuggets. Can the Clippers really get their first win of the James Harden era against Nikola Jokic and Co.? Is Is that feasible? Is that possible? The good news is the next time Chris Haynes and I get together for a podcast, we will have that answer and presumably lots more discussion about the clips about those defending champs about all manner of NBA storylines and developments. Please remember if you haven't already rate review, subscribe to this league uncut, wherever you get your podcasts whether that's Apple, Spotify, any other provider. Thanks for being with us. And don't worry, Chris and I will be back very soon with the next episode League Uncut.
0: And that'll do it for us. See you next time. This League Uncut is an iHeart Radio production. Chris Haynes and Mark Stein.
1: terms and conditions apply
2: winning is an everyday mindset and we're here to help i'm craig robinson join me and coach john califari for ways to win how do you play how do you work when you're not at your best coach cal and i'll share some wisdom from our time coaching and we'll apply that wisdom to your off-court challenges you gotta win every day find the ways to win podcast anywhere you listen